It might be. Studying on the, the husbands tonight. It's continuing the study on the family. And as I have looked at this this week, or last couple of days, I thought, my goodness, this is much, much uh, rougher than the wives is going to be tomorrow night. And we thought about that. The scripture says that where much is given, much is required. And if we want to walk around and claim that we're the heads of the household and husbands are, are in charge, then much is given. And there's much that's going to be required of us. There's more. And I'll be, and I, you don't have to agree with this, there's more expected of us than there are the wives. Amen. You like that or not, that's the truth. And if Satan is attacking the home, which we said last night he certainly is, that's his number one. I think the second thing he's probably attacking in society today is the concept of a man. Yes. The concept of manhood. Mm-hmm. And I see three false narratives that are pretty common in today's society. The first is a, an effeminate or an effeminate man. Yeah. Uh, lessen his masculinity, reject masculinity. Yeah. Probably in the lost world, that's probably the most common thing yeah. you'll see. Mm-hmm. I think that in the church... The second most common, the most common in the church and the second most common in society is this idea of a superman, the yeah. super macho guy. Uh, no emotions, yeah. no connection with his family, can't say I love you, can't cry, yeah. just kind of stern and tough. Yeah. That's probably what we see in our circles as right. far as our people. And there's a third group, and it's the, the, the party idea, that we're not going to take responsibility, we're going to be immature, we're just going to have a good time yeah. and go through life not worried about anything. Yeah. And if you take those three groups, that's pretty much going to nail most everybody's a lost world. Yeah. And none of those are correct as far as the biblical picture of man. None of them are. Right. Um, and before we get to the husband, before we ever get down to the altar, we've got to discuss this concept of maturity. Mm. That a man must be mature enough and ready to be a husband. Amen. Some of that's a function, I guess, of, of those helicopter parents I talked about last night. We've got a lot of immature people mm-hmm. in our world today. And they don't have a single thing to do with that. There's 18-year-olds that are more mature than some 40-year-olds. Right. It doesn't make a bit of difference. Mm-hmm. But a man must be disciplined in multiple areas. Yeah. Is the person disciplined enough to work? You know, yeah. we got people getting married today trying to provide and head a family who can't even provide and head for themselves. Right. That's right. That's uh, right. I, I want to read you Proverbs here. This is talking about the lazy man. Mm. He said, Go to thy aunt, thou sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise, which having no guide, no overseer or ruler, provideth her meat in the summer. The little ant will work without being told because it's got good sense mm. and gathereth her food in the harvest. But we've got people today, yeah. and there's always been, that are lazy, don't even have the sense the ant does. How long will thou sleep, O slugger? When will thou rise out of thy sleep? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth, and as thy one as an armed man. Yeah. You'll be as poor as if somebody stole everything he had, is what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Now, a man that's not going to get up and go to work, a man that's not disciplined enough to take a job and hold a job is not a man that's fit to be a husband. Amen. 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 I have absolutely no patience with lazy people. Amen. I don't. Right. God don't use lazy people. No. You find me somewhere in the scripture where God used somebody that Amen. was lazy. It's not there. 
if the boy or the man is not willing to make himself be responsible enough to hold a job, ain't no business marrying them. Right. Hey, not, we, you used the word discernment last yes. night, and I like that. Yeah. We ought to teach our daughters to have enough discernment yes. that if the boy's too sorry to hold down a job, yeah. he's not husband Amen. material. That's right. Amen. 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 I think a second mark of maturity, and this will come a little bit later on, I'm going to come back to this, but it is the idea to put others or put your duty before yourself. Yes. That puts your responsibilities first. That to me, that is one of the great marks of manhood. Where you pass from being a child to a man yeah. is when I can set aside what I really want to do yes. and I can do what I have to do yeah. or what I need to do. That's, right. that, yes. that's the other mark of the children. Now, still not got down to the altar yet. Mm. Is he mature in his companions? What kind of company does he keep? Mm. He hanging around. Let me read you, Pry. I like Psalms 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Just look at the friends he's keeping. Yeah. Look at the people he's hanging around with. If they're walking after the world, if they're sitting as the scornful of the mocker, if they're standing and taking part of the sinner, them folks are going to absolutely either have to be cut off mm -hmm. or they're going to ruin a marriage. Yeah, if you're you. keeping company with a womanizer, with adulterers, you're going to be one. Yeah, or it's right. going to be a whole lot easier for you to be one. Temptation is bad enough as it is, folks, yeah. without it bringing it right into your doorstep. Amen. Amen. If you're... And that's just going to hurt. But if you're hanging around with somebody that's divorced and telling you how grand and green the grass is over yonder, yeah. it's going to be easier for you to follow that lifestyle. Right. Right. You're hanging around with drunks, lazy, brawlers. Yep. You're going to be easier pulled into that. Yeah, right. There's going to come a time where to be a good husband, you've got to separate yourself from those people yeah. or they're going to pull you down. Amen. Amen. Is he mature enough in his friends and his companions? Now let's look at his walk with Christ. Absolutely will beyond a shadow of a doubt, the most underestimated part of being a husband is this idea of what is his relationship with Christ. I'm not going to start with the wives being in subjection. I'm not going to start with a man being the head of the household. I'm going to start with is he subject to the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. Because if you're not, if your relationship is not right with Jesus, you're not the husband, you're not the father that you need to be. Amen. I said it last night and I still believe it. All marriage problems go back to one or both parties not being right with the Lord. Amen. It's that simple. And if the man's not right with the Lord, it starts there. Now let's just talk, let's just take just a second and let's look at how we're going to be right with the Lord. How can I be right with the Lord? Now this will work for women too. Yeah. But there's some of this that's specific and unique to, to the man. Avoiding sin is the first thing. Look at what First John said. He said, if we, this is the message we've heard of him and declare unto you that God is the light and in him is no darkness at all. Yeah. If we say we have fellowship with him, I'm saying I'm right with Jesus, but yet I'm walking in darkness, we do lie yeah. and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. Thank you, Lord. Not sinless, but are you engaged as a man yeah. 
in some habit, in some addiction, in some flaw, in some hidden sin that has broken your fellowship with Almighty God. That you don't, nobody else may even know about it. Your wife may not know about it. But are you engaging in this that is between you and God? And say it, I'm right with the Lord. That's going to start getting things off. You ever mess with a compass much? I think about this a lot. You get the coordinates and you go stepping off. And if you're off by just yeah. a degree, by the time you get way out yonder, you're way off. Yeah, you're supposed yeah, to be. Yeah. You may not be off out that much, so, but you let it go when you yeah. let it go when you let it go. Sooner or later, you're going to be way off. That's right, brother. That's right. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. You got that in your life? You're not the husband you need to be. You got that in your life? You're not the father you need to be. That's right. This applies directly to the man. Yeah. Are you humble enough to confess your sins? 1 John 1 8. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Mm. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And this is the truth, and it's the truth in my life, and I guarantee it's the truth in almost all of you men. We're prideful people by yeah. nature. Amen. We are. And especially if we have subscribed to that concept of manhood that the bigger, tougher we are, the better we are. Yeah. You're prideful by nature. That's right. And if you are too prideful to say, dear Lord, I have sinned and I have messed up, you're walking the Lord ain't where it's supposed to be. That's right. Amen. Are you humble enough? Are you man enough to say, dear God, forgive me because I've done wrong? Amen. You know, that also works in your wife's marriage, in your marriage to your wife too. Yes. Every now and then, fellas, you're wrong. Yeah. Every now and then you need to say, I'm wrong. Sure. Yeah. Amen. Sure. Humble yourself enough to admit that I am wrong and I might be the problem. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That'll work with the Lord himself and that'll work at the house too. Sure. Man. Is there a time where you pray and you study and you seek to grow your spiritual life? Do you have a time set aside where you talk to God, where you read your Bible, where you at? You know, you don't know, talking about pride. You don't know everything either. Yeah. Amen. That's right. I don't know everything. I'm still learning stuff. Yeah. I have, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out. I need the Lord's wisdom. Sure. And I need the Lord's guidance. Yeah. Every single day. Amen. Every single decision. Sure. But if we're not careful, the scripture says there's a way to seem proud of man. Yeah. But in the ways that are the past death, yeah. I'll do it my way. Yeah. And sometimes, a lot of the times, that'll just crash mm. and won't work. Right. Is there a time, husband, where you say, Lord, help me. God Lord, bless. give me wisdom. Yeah. Lord, make me be better. Lord, I need you today. Yeah. Where you spend time praying and seeking to grow your walk with Christ. Again, let yeah. me say it again. If you're not right with Him, you are not the husband and father Amen. you need to be. Your number one priority is to keep yourself right with Jesus. Yes. Have you submitted your life and your will to God? God and we you. want to jump on women being in submission. But husband, you must submit yourself to the Almighty God yeah. before you can ever expect a woman to submit to you. Sure. First Corinthians, and I think I typed that, might have typed that in wrong. I don't know, but I've got it as 1130. But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ and the head of the woman is the man and the head of Christ is God. But you notice that, right? The head of every man is Christ. 
Have you submitted to the Word of God? Do you obey what the Word of God says in your life? Have you submitted to do the responsibilities the Word of God tells you to do? Let's just get down to it. Amen. Do you bring your family to church on Sunday? Yeah. Do you read your Bible like you're supposed to read your Bible? Do you pray and ask God to forgive you? Amen. Do you walk a clean, godly, honest life in this present world? Have you submitted yourself to God is what I'm saying. Yeah. Hey, don't expect. Don't expect a woman to submit to you as the head of the household if you're not willing to submit to Almighty God. Amen. 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 I agree. And I'm going to step back here and say this. There's a few, there's always exceptions to everything. But I have seen very few women that are right with the Lord who won't submit to a man who's right with the Lord. That's right. Now, if she's right with the Lord, you throw it all out. Yeah. But if she's right with the Lord yeah. and you are seeking God in your life, you ain't going to have a problem with this, folks. Yeah. You ain't going to. That's right. So let's talk about headship. And uh, the head of the household for just a minute. How do you as a husband ensure that you're the head of the household? Do you demand it? Do you say, woman, you're going to do what I say? Do you bully the weaker wife? Maybe you just act without even talking to her. Just make the decision don't even matter. Them three ways right there head you for divorce, fellas. That ain't going to work. You don't demand it. But I tell you what you do. You love and serve your way to it. Yeah. Now let's establish something right now. That Christ is the pattern we're following here. Look at Ephesians 5 verse 25. Well, I'll, re I'll read the first three verses. Ephesians 5 here. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let wives be unto their own husbands in everything. 25th here. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for us. So let's accept that fact that Christ is our pattern here. Yeah. So how then does Christ ensure his headship of the church? Does he make you obey him? You can sin if you want to sin. Does he make you believe and be saved? I don't care what that bunch of Calvinists say. He does not. He does not demand that. Amen. Lordship. He loves you to lordship. Yes. Amen. You want to be the husband and the head as Christ is the church. You will love and serve your yes. way to headship. Yes. Amen. Amen. You be the mature, godly man you're supposed to be. You love your wife as Christ loved the church. And I'm going to get into that more in a minute. She will respect you and she will obey you and she will help you and will be in subjection to you. Amen. If she's right with the Lord. If not, you've got a bigger problem than that. <laughs> Amen. 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 So how do we? How do we love our wives as Christ loved the church? I mentioned this last night and I'll mention it again. We make her our number one priority. Yeah. Christ made the church his first priority. Of all that heaven had to offer, the praise of angels, the splendor of heaven, the Son stepped off the throne and came and took on him the form of a servant yeah. and went to Calvary yes. and died for my sin. Amen. He made me his number one priority. Thank you, and if I am loving the wife like he loved the church, the wife is the number one priority in our lives. I said this last night. If you want to be a godly husband, your wife is more important to you than your children. Yes. Not Amen. neglectfully, but in a way that that relationship is closer. Yes. And by doing that, you're establishing hierarchy and order. Yes. As a pattern in the home, 
that's going to play over to society and over to the church. Yes. I'll get that tomorrow night. Yeah. You're establishing security in the home. Yes. If the kids see that you and mama are all right and love each other, that gives them a secure relationship and a secure home life. Yes. You're psychologically training them and showing them what a home is supposed to look like right. and how it's supposed to be done. Amen. That way, when they get ready to get to that time, they've got the right pattern sure. in their Amen. mind. And you're modeling God's love. Yes. The unselfish love of Christ. You're modeling that to them in a way that they can see. Yes. Make her a priority with your time. <laughs> Words and actions are marvelous. But you act, work, excuse me, words are marvelous, but your actions are much, much better than your words. Yes. Keep your work and keep your responsibilities in their place. I mentioned this last night. If you're working 70, 80 hours a week and you're not coming home till everybody's done in bed, right. let's reestablish some priorities. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Uh, Brother Philip, Brother Leon's here. They're probably the only two people I've pastored. Most places would not say I'm a good pastor. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not a good pastor. I'm a decent preacher. Yeah. But I'm not going to every single birthday party and graduation yeah. and skint knee and bump toe <laughs> that somebody's got. I ain't going to do it. I work full time. I've got a family. Yeah. And my family comes before that. God bless you. Amen. 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 They are the priority. I remember. I get, time is getting fluid. Me and Brother Arnold was talking. Yeah. Oh, it was a year ago or two years ago. But I was listening to the Hall of Fame, NFL Hall of Fame speech. Jimmy Johnson, Cowboys coach, remember him? He achieved greatness. Won two Super Bowls, won college national championships at Miami. Great. And it was the saddest Hall of Fame speech I've ever heard. The man was up there. He said, I'm glad my two boys are here. We didn't have a relationship for many years. I worked, I worked so much that I didn't get to be involved in their lives. And it ruined my relationship with their mother. And we didn't get back together until the last few years. Now, you can have that. That man achieved greatness, yeah. but he failed as a father. He yes. by his own admission, he yes. did. If that's the life you want, you can have that. Yeah. But God has called you to be a husband, and God has called you to be a father. Yes. That right. is your first Amen. responsibility. And friend, if you want to trade anything for that, you're making a bad trade. Yes. Making a bad yes. trade. I said it last night, and I mean it. Your wife is more important than your hobbies. Yes. That gets more important when you have children. I understand that. But if you spend every waking moment yeah. in the woods at the lake, your hobby is an obsession yes. and your hobby is hurting your home. Yeah. Family time, family time should come first before your hobbies. Amen. Amen. Do it. There ain't nothing wrong with it. Yeah. But when it gets out of place and out of balance, yes. you've got a problem. That's a little bit of maturity there, I suppose. Yeah. But a lot of it's selfishness. It is. And if you want to love the wife like Christ loved the church, yeah. you will love her selflessly. Yes. Now, again, you remember that Christ is our pattern. And you remember there in the Garden of Gethsemane, he prayed, Father, never, not my will, but thy will. Be. If it be thy will, Father, let this cup pass from me. No. Nevertheless, not my will, not but thy will be done. Right. Selflessly. Yes. Selflessly. I'll love them. Selflessly. Thank God. Boy, we got a lot of selfish people in this world. We sure do. We got a lot of selfish men in this world. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah, if true. you can't put your wife ahead of yourself, you're not a good husband. Right, if you can't put her ahead of your hobbies, ahead of your time, right. ahead of your leisure, 
you're not being a good husband. Amen. And I'm talking, let's just get right down. I told you this was going to be a practical Bible study, yeah. not something theological. Let's just get right down to it. Yeah. Household chores. This idea that there's women's work and men's work is absolutely false. God bless false. you. False. Amen. Yeah. I don't care if she is a stay-at-home mother. Yeah. You help at the house. Yeah. You wash a dish. You pick up the clothes. You be a helper at your household. You may not like that. That's yeah. the truth. It's more important than your race. It's more Amen. important than your plan. Amen. And if she works, for goodness sake, yeah. you better be doing something at the house. Yeah. I do a lot of cooking. I don't do much cleaning. I could, I'm not qualified to fold clothes, but I do stuff. Amen. Yeah. You may not cook. Maybe you fold clothes, whatever. But you find something you can do, yeah. and you do it. Yeah. What just what Jesus did? You think he came to be served? Mm, he he said, "I come to be a servant, yeah, not to be served." Look at Philippians yeah. two five here. Let this mind be in you, which also was in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, turned loose of it, yep. but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant. He came to serve. Yes. And if we are loving our wives like Christ loved the church, we are loving her with a selfless servant love. Yes. Amen. Amen. Do you serve at home? Are you a selfless servant? Or are you some sort of little king of a little bitty castle somewhere yeah. that you've got built? That ain't right, folks. Amen. You selfless with your finances? I've seen these old boys that buy them the best hunting toys that they can possibly get. Oh. And the wife and kid running around in hand-me-downs. Yeah. That ain't getting it done. No. That's missing the point. Selfless that sometimes I put what they need and what they want ahead of what I want. Sure. Selflessly do it. The old macho <laughs> man say, that's my money. It ain't your money. No, it's not. I'll get no, here too. Yeah. If you've got two bank accounts, you might want to rethink that. Yeah. Amen. Amen. This is y'all's money. Yeah. You are Amen. one in flesh, are you not? Right. You are sharing every single aspect of life. Yeah. I don't care if they pay you $100,000 you stay at the house. Yeah. That's her money too. Yes. Amen. 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 Selflessly. That's right. Selflessly. Amen. And sometimes, and I'm thankful that we don't have to do this much, but sometimes sacrificially. Well, I hate to come to the dime. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, one, you know, think, think about that. And people have lived this way. Yeah. That there's one piece of bacon. Mm -hmm. Or there's one loaf of, one piece of bread left. Well, I hate to live like that. Mm -hmm. But if we ever get to that, yeah. sacrificial. Yeah. She gets before you get. Yeah. Amen. That, is that what Christ did for yes, us? Amen. 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 Love her with security. Now, this 29th verse, go back to Ephesians 5 here. And let's look at this. So we're to be the head of the house, subject to the husband. 29th verse. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth it and cherisheth it, even as the Lord, the church. The idea there is that we are to grow our wives, to help us. If we're going to be a spiritual head, we're to grow and nourish them. And before, and I, I'm not going to delve off into psychology too much, but the, one of the psychological underpinnings is before you can ever mature as a person, you've got to have security. Yeah. And I think that's true spiritually. That's why it's eternal salvation. 
Sure. If I'm having to worry about if I'm saved or not, I'm not growing spiritually. Right. God made one kind of salvation, that's eternal. Amen. And I'm secure in Him. I ain't got to worry about that. I can grow. Right. But for you to grow as an individual emotionally, you must have some security. Yeah. And we, as the husband, are to love our wives in a way that provides for insecurity. Right. And I, I guess that if you had to pin me down, I'd say that's part of the curse, mm -hmm. probably. But women tend to have more insecurities than men. They just tend to. They tend to be less secure in themselves. Right. And part of the job of the husband, before we can ever nourish and grow, is we must provide security for their insecurities. Yes. you got to minimize them. And by all means, don't make them bigger. And for right. heaven's sake, don't go comparing her to somebody else, not even your mama. Amen. That's a good way to get divorced too. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Minimize the insecurity. Amen. Yeah. Be careful with the opposite sex. We're talking about insecurities and securities here. Yeah. Amen. Right. What? Right. Now listen, we live in a day where we work with the opposite sex all the time. But don't give a woman reason to doubt. Don't right. be in an right. improper situation. Yeah. Don't be spending too much time or too much effort or too much thought with somebody else. Yes. Amen. That's right. Amen. Be, be careful with that. Amen. And then nourish. Now... He said that no man hateth his own flesh, but nourisheth it and cherisheth it. Now that's the natural example. And y'all can tell I'm pretty well nourished and I, I, I take care of that pretty good. But we're talking about spiritually here. Yes. That we are to nourish our wives in an emotional and a spiritual way. Help her to grow emotionally. Build a strong, secure wife. And that will pay you dividends down the road. Right. That happens, and I'm not being sexist here. That happens with the husband's head. God Remember, these are one in flesh. Mm -hmm. These two have become twain, and they're to be partners in this thing called life. And part of our job is to grow. And that's also spiritual. Mm -hmm. We want to claim the head of the household, Brother Justin. Yeah. That means we got the great responsibility for the household, right. for their spiritual welfare and their spiritual growth. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to go here. Take them to a place where they can actually grow as a child of God. Yeah. Don't sit somewhere dead. Don't sit somewhere that don't preach the Word of God. Amen. Get them out of bed and take them to Sunday school. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Take them to Wednesday night. If That's right, preacher. I'm talking about bringing you the head. Yes. You nourish them spiritually. Bring them to the house of God where they can grow. Yes. And let me say that is your job. That is your job. Amen. Mm -hmm. And that may be your greatest job. Sure. Would y'all agree with that? I would. Man. I would. What is the, and this goes around Facebook ever so often, there's a less than half a percent chance your kid will ever be an elite athlete. Yeah. But a hundred percent chance they'll stand before God. Amen. Amen. Your job is not to make them an elite athlete or some sort of scholar. Your job is to get them saved Amen. in the house of the Lord. That's right, brother. And let's look at one more thing here. The initiative is on the husband. The command was, husbands, love your wives. And I looked at this pretty hard. There is no command from God for the wives to love the husband. Now, they should. And the older women are to teach them to love their husbands. But God said, husbands, love your wives. Mm -hmm. If you'll let me suggest what that is, is the wife responds to that. Sure. Husband, if you'll take the initiative, if you'll take the words, you'll take the time, you'll do the actions. Right. That's not even got to be commanded. Right. The curse was 
that the woman's desire will be on her husband. If you'll do what you're supposed to do and you'll take the initiative to love her, she'll love you back. It'll come naturally. Yes. Amen. But listen, the point of that is, it's your job. Right. It's on you. Amen. Now I'm talking, let's go back to the macho men forever now. Yeah. You ever tell your wife you love her? You hug her, Think about it. you give her your time, yeah. you make her your priorities, you ever talk nice to her? Yeah. Amen. I'm talking about if you want to leave the house, yeah. I want to be the head of the house. Brother, you do that, yeah. and you want to have no other trouble. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. And I'll say it again. Most of this responsibility of the marriage lies with the man. Yeah. And it is on our shoulders. God bless you, brother. Amen. Come on, preacher.